Pornhub asks you to stop using household items for your personal pleasure. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host Tim Bennett. Find us here on Tuesdays or find us at focusgroupradio.com where all our media is housed, including our Wednesday show, The Focus Group, which is live on YouTube and Facebook from 1 to 2 p.m. Welcome to the new week, Mr. Bennett. Thank you, Mr. Nash. It's, uh, I guess we're moving fast, fast through fall. I am. Okay, so first I was on a college campus yesterday. You were? Where'd you go? We went to see our niece, uh, Catherine, up at Skidmore, and uh, I have never been. Uh, I've been to Saratoga a couple times, but I've not been to the Skidmore campus. Beautiful. It's a small school, very small, in terms of a student population, but they've got a beautiful campus. And uh, she's been there since um, late August, and uh, you know she she literally met us in the parking lot. She goes, oh, I just got my results back for my last COVID test, and I'm negative. Yay. <laughs> what does she think? Now, she's from California, right? Yes. So what, what does she think? Because she grew up in California, so she's not probably not used to a lot of the different seasons. Well, she actually chose uh, Skidmore because it is on the eastern seaboard, and she wanted to experience more of the seasons. Right. And so far, so good. They had it all set up. So they had these outdoor white tents set up in different places. And I walked into one and there were desks all spread out and like a big TV monitor thing. And, and then they had jugs of <laughs> that hand sanitizer in yeah. this particular variety. The head leaves a very kind of like, um, urinal cake after smell. <laughs> and she even told me, she said, don't use that uncle John. Don't, it's going to make your hands smell. I'm like, Oh, too late. And we walked around campus a little bit and we met some of her friends and uh, one young guy comes up to, and he's like, and she's like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? And uh, these are my, this is, these are my uncles. This is my grandmother puts his hand out right away. I instinctively shake his hand. And then later on I said to Bob, Oh my God, we shook someone's hand. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized how crazy, I mean, that's just, that's where we're at, right. That I would worry about that because that's what I was always taught to do to to say hello to someone. Right. And I know we're not, I know we're not supposed to, I don't think it's going to get anyone, you know, so, but it was a very fun afternoon and we uh, went to a museum up there, the, uh, the national horse racing museum, because Saratoga obviously hosts the the, uh, racetrack. They had a really good museum, some great audio visual stuff they put together. And then we went to dinner. So it was a, it was a good experience and I really enjoyed being on the campus. Uh, but when her friends were talking to us briefly, we were talking about their, their daily activities. And I'm like, you know, on a Sunday when I was your age, I would roll into the dining hall like at 10 or 11 in the morning, maybe even later. And tater tots were the only thing that would get you over that <laughs> Saturday night hangover. They're all looking at me blankly because that's not going on. Right? No, but the one great, <laughs> the one great thing I think about in, in Skidmore is one of, one of America's great liberal arts colleges. Our good friend, Aaron McHugh went, she's a graduate of Skidmore, but um, you know, the one great thing, and you probably notice this about the smaller schools is they've been able to manage the event better um, because they have room to spread out. And like you said, you could open tents or you could have tents for, for classes or for eating. And I know in my college in Ohio, they pretty much have the whole place open for students. So any room you can go into, whereas you might just go into study rooms or something, they've now essentially allowed you to go anywhere on campus, which 
is a lot easier at a smaller school to manage, I think, than a big university with uh, thousands of kids. So hopefully, I, my guess is there's no outbreaks there, huh? No outbreaks. I did ask her if she had heard of any positive results, and three students had, in fact, tested positive since the term began. The, rec- the most recent one was a young man who a- actually was on the, the school's hockey team, and in an abundance of caution, they, they are having the whole hockey team quarantine. And what they do is they have this hotel off campus that they can actually bus the kids yeah. to. And we're like, oh, that must be horrible. She's like, no, the hotel's better than the dorm. Yeah. You got a queen size bed, you got a TV. Someone comes in and cleans. <laughs> but they, they've been, you know, um, strict. And, um, you know, so I asked, though, when we had dinner, if, you know, how this really played out and are you getting together with people? And it's interesting how we all act how we all figure this out. So she does have a, ser- a set of friends that she socializes with in their rooms. And when they're together, they've, they, they wear masks, but sometimes they don't because they've been with each other for a while. And I discovered also quite by accident that, uh, you know, there are, there is some drinking going on, but they do this thing where they front load in their room. Yeah. Which <laughs> is actually they, a big problem. And then they put their, their, their liquor of choice in like a Dunkin' Donuts to go. <laughs> yep. So it's not a frappuccino in there or whatever it is, but I, it's like, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, you know, that's one of the big issues. When you and I were in college, the drinking age in, in a lot of states was 18. Yeah. And when it changed to 21, um, this binge drinking thing uh, happening, happening at a lot of schools. So like you said, kids would front load it. And um, there's a number of college presidents that really believe they should go back to 18 because then it's in the open and they can allow to have honest discussions about use of alcohol and abuse of alcohol. And um, right now, as it's you're not supposed to do it in quotes, right? So so nobody, a lot of people either overlook it or it's hard to manage. And uh, I'm all for going back to 18, but I don't know if that'll. You no, know, and I, I agree with your your uh, your alum your you know Marietta's president. I do. Because if you can have a discussion, if you could manage it, you're then you're not forcing people to kind of invent ways to circumvent rules. And, and that always gets dangerous, right? Right. It's out in the open. It's it's no different than legalizing cannabis, right? If you could have a conversation about it, yep. it, uh, it suddenly doesn't become so taboo. And, um, and then you can manage it and really see in the open. I mean, I'm sure you in college saw in the open, if somebody had too much to drink, you um, probably took care of them. Now, what's happened in a lot of these schools is people all scatter because they know they're not supposed to be drinking and they're afraid to get them any help they may need. And they're going to get in trouble. Right. Yeah. So, so um, wah, wah, wah. there you go. <laughs> hey, before we go any further, we want to thank uh, the Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987 for being a partner of ours here on Unbuttoned. And we're going to talk a little bit about them later in the show. Um, so we have three stories. Uh, actually, cannabis is going to come up later. But the first one, as I teased at the beginning, is a story that both Tim and I pulled independent of each other because it's kind of hilarious. And basically, the website Pornhub.com is releasing a line of new sex toys, and um, they decided to do an ad for it. I'm thinking this is probably running on the Internet as opposed to TV, <laughs> but it's based on a music. It's a music video, and uh, it it looks at all the different things that people were using or are using in their households to seek satisfaction or pleasure. And Pornhub would like to tell you to put those household objects away and instead order up some of their new toys. Some of the objects are cucumbers, vacuum cleaners, electric toothbrushes. That one made my head spin. (laughs) 
And yes, even a car tailpipe. Oh. That one, another Ow. one. Ow. <laughs> so, uh, your take on this? I mean, I think it's a kind of a brilliant idea. Well, I, I posted, I posted the video to our Facebook page, which is Focus Group Radio on uh, on Facebook, and so you can watch the video there. I laughed because I thought if you were the creative director on this, you probably this wasn't too far off as to what you would have done. So they used a very classic, um, classic hit, the Bad Touch, and they have these inanimate objects. Um, speaking, you know, does the bike have lips? So they've got. You know, cucumbers and vacuum cleaners, they have all these things talking and essentially telling you not to use us in the wrong way. Uh, you know, it's not my job. What I wondered about Pornhub, though, in general, they seem to be very, um, very much out there. Remember, they they did something with snow plowing when we had that one year of all the snow. And and they're very much out there within within the consumer culture. But most of the stuff, when I've gone to the site, it's free. And I've, I've always wondered how they've made their money. So maybe oh. this is a way, maybe this is a way for them to make some money because there's a there's a contest going on where I guess you can pay for a premium or uh, or um, yeah, premium is a, the, a premium yeah. subscription, I guess, which will probably allow you additional content. But mm-hmm. gosh, there's so much stuff there. So I I suspect that it's an ad based model and they serve up all these ads and you know Pornhub is what we would call sticky content no pun intended but <laughs> John come on <laughs> yeah of course but, but once but once you land but once you land there you're down the rabbit hole for a while and they're serving up banner ad banner ad now we, you might not be paying attention to those banner ads but right. since you're on the page it's getting a look and a click and that's probably how they're getting paid. And then, of course, they have this business of selling. They do sell um, DVDs, home video stuff, you know, or, or video home entertainment things. And then, of course, they have their toys. So I'm sure they're raking in the money off these, uh, you know, internet placements. Um, and I, I do, I, I applaud them for doing stuff like this because they're not, they're unabashedly out there, like you said with that snowplowing yeah. stunt they did years ago. And let's face this: this is not like you know they're when they do something like this and it gets press. Or I love after they do, was it the Super Bowl that they'll do a couple of um, polls or they'll look at their data and they'll figure out uh, when the game became uninteresting because Pornhub search spikes will happen like at the third quarter <laughs> or something like that. But they're there and it, they're out there. And I think it's a, their brand is well known. Even if it's not talked about right. um, in polite circles, it is certainly well known. Well, it's, it's similar to when Grindr gets uh, a huge influx of traffic at the, around the Republican conventions. So yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite yeah. things. All right. So this is a campaign. You could probably search it out on YouTube. And it's called Not My Job is the uh, ad campaign. And it's, it's funny. It's well done. Um, the tailpipe thing in particular, there's a car, you'll see the back end of the car and you'll see the tailpipe and then you'll see a pair of, a guy, it, clearly it's a guy standing in front of the camera and then the pants drop and you're like, oh no, he's going to do the tailpipe. <laughs> so, you know, we'll leave it at that. Our second story couldn't be any further away from Pornhub if you tried. Um, and it's basically the, the dollar store, Dollar General, is going to be targeting higher end uh, suburban consumers with a new concept store called Pop Shelf. Now, the literally it says the majority of items at these stores will cost five dollars or less. I read that and I thought, don't we already have this? Isn't Five Below or is Five Below still around? Are they? Um... Well, yeah, we and Five Below they were for a little while. They were with us when we were over on Sirius XM. But um, we love Five Below and they're growing and they're still doing well. But it's that that store is geared toward tweens. 
Oh, okay. And so even though you and I found some stuff in there that we liked, there was, remember those light up boxes, those little cues Bob loved. Loved them. But, um, but what I thought, so you, you read my mind, John, because when I saw this new concept pop shelf from Dollar General, I thought, duh, It, it hit me in the head and thought, again, we should have come up with this because it's just an adult version of five below, right? Everything's $5 or less. So instead yeah, of a dollar, yeah. it's $5 or less. So I thought it was a pretty smart thing. They also mentioned that they've done well going to, I guess you would call them B or C locations, um, areas that really aren't big enough to support maybe a Walmart or another big box store. And so Dollar General has really gone into and infiltrated those sort of uh, more rural areas. And um, so it's allowed people to bargain shop or to um, to get some necessity items that uh, they might not be able to uh, to reach at a, a Walmart that may be too far away or something or another local store. Yeah, and their their um, their target. I think I don't know if you mentioned this. The target is basically suburban women, and their household incomes are ranging from fifty thousand to one hundred twenty five thousand, which was an interesting zone. And they plan to rotate the stock. Uh, fairly uh, quickly, so you'll you might go in there. It sounds like it could end up being like a Trader Joe or an Aldi, because you might see something. You get one it day. now. <laughs> get it while it's hot, because <laughs> you might be there again. It. Get those lemon Myers lemon cookies at Trader Joe's and the soap, because it ain't coming back. So the first, uh, yeah, the first stores are going to be in um, Tennessee. Yep. Uh, and because it's a Tennessee-based company, I think if those do too, if they do well, we may be seeing these stores pop up. My guess is this is a prime time to do this because a lot of shopping centers and malls have available real estate, and if they're successful in moving this range of merchandise at that price point, they'll probably start moving into other areas with advantageous leases. Right. The only thing I will say is I've been into a Dollar General maybe twice or three times in my life. There was one next to the Aldi here. And, and PA, but I read this. They said they have six more than sixteen thousand seven hundred stores across forty six states. Y- you know how many stores that is? That's a lot. Of, have you been in one? Yeah, I've been to. Uh, yes, to we had actually. There's the competition of the dollar stores up. So how upstate. is it different than the dollar stores? It just have a because some of the merchandise is more expensive. Yeah, the, when when it's on brand, like when it's a brand you know, and sometimes you put these things side by side, it's you know what the it's like the Aldi thing. You're like, wait a minute, is that really Clorox? Oh no, it's Cloxo or something. <laughs> Just making it up, but they use the same color, the same typeface. You're like, well, I thought it was getting right. and it that's from how Mexico. They, you know. So we've done that, and it's it's I haven't been in years. I mean, we we did that for once or twice we enjoyed it like but ultimately the items we got were not that useful and we preferred the on-brand stuff wow so there you go and uh last story that i mentioned slightly when tim was talking about this before is um a pbr seltzer pbr stands for paps blue ribbon seltzer spiked with thc hits shells aiming at the canna curious no you cannot buy it at any grocery store or deli and in fact if i read this correctly you can get it only at dispensaries in states where cannabis is legal because THC is the psychoactive ingredient in cannabis, and that's what's the highly regulated part of it. Um, but they're thinking there is an enormous uh, interest in s- flavored and or THC spiked seltzers. As I read the article further, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of caveats here. Like you can try drinking half the can and waiting 20 minutes to see what the effect is before you drink the whole can. <laughs> did, you, did you pick up on that? Yeah. And you've mentioned this before, particularly with edibles, with cannabis, is that everybody's 
system will process it differently. They said alcohol is far more predictable. So you would know if you had X amount of alcohol, what's going to happen to you. But in this case with the THC, it's uh, it's very different. And so they they invite you to experiment. But as, as you call the can of curious, so for somebody like me that doesn't smoke or never did smoke, so you don't, you're not smoking it, you're not vaping it, you're not eating it as a, as an edible like a candy. So you're you're drinking it in your in this uh, liquid form. But again, they still said even though it, it it might take twenty or thirty minutes to hit, you have to really kind of gauge. They they said you should be the first couple of times is really kind of gauge as to how it affects you whether you can just drink the whole thing down and you're okay, or do you just do a half and how do you control it? And that's you've always said that's been the biggest issue that you think that. Uh, cannabis has had as it's been legal in a number of states is that people do these edibles they don't feel anything then they eat another one and the next thing they know their day's ruined <laughs> we always you and i always go back to that new york times was it maureen dowd yes i love that story so she goes somewhere she buys colorado. a cookie yeah. colorado she buys like a thc cookie or she buys an edible and she eats the whole thing she sits I, I don't know what she's doing something she finally sits on the edge of the bed and when she wakes up that that's how the story goes a day has gone by or something like that no she was told she was told just like they tell you at the store try a little piece so she took a little piece of this cookie and hmm, i don't feel anything took another little piece finishes the whole thing and i think she was pretty much there for more than a day yes she was pretty much out of it and then she wrote a story about it which i give her credit for actually kind of calling uh calling herself out on it because it was hilarious to read if you want to look at her uh her opinion piece about her her bout with edible cannabis but um but that seems to always be the biggest issue here is that is that uh how do you control the dosage and whether five milligrams might affect somebody like me or you could take 30 milligrams and it doesn't even affect you based upon the way your body's going to synthesize the the drug right Exactly. And and even though they could regulate the amount on the manufacturing side, how each physiology absorbs it and deals with it is completely random and has to be tested. So it will be interesting to see how this goes. But they do think it's going to turn into a multi-billion dollar industry someday when, in fact, cannabis becomes more legal right. and more stable. I, I would try it. Would you try it? I would, cer- oh, I I would, would try certainly it. try it. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, they... The target, as they're looking down the line, one of the targets is people who might like a wine spritzer or a beer, but really just don't want to deal with alcohol, which is interesting. Um, because if they can, if you understand how this substance affects you, this could be a very good substitute drink for for things like that. So I wondered what I did wonder about as I read this, and and it kind of got got deeper and deeper in the weeds a little bit. But I did think there are two problems I find with this. Um, I guess no different than alcohol, though you keep it out of reach of children. But um, if you gave it to somebody unknowingly, A, or if you're someone who's sober and you don't drink alcohol anymore, uh, does this count? Yeah, I think this does count because this is a substance that is... Um, it's not alcohol. So It's not alcohol, no, but it... Well, that's a great question, actually, now that I think about it. I would say you wouldn't want it to give it to someone who's sober um, because it's sort of going to put your mind in a different zone chemically, yeah. which I think qualifies as being <laughs> like a problem thing. Because I know a couple of my friends that are that have gone through AA and uh, and are sober, they pretty much cut out anything, right? Anything that might alter their their state, which would then make them maybe drink. So maybe you're right that they're, they're uh, it's either it's either you're all in or you're not. You're all, you're all out. Yeah. 
Um, so as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, uh, Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, has been a partner of ours here on the Focus Group. And we invite you to check out their site by going to ours, focusgroupradio.com, and clicking on the Critics' Choice logo. Plenty of sales going on. I always say get a catalog. It's in the upper hand, left-hand corner. You can request a catalog. It comes about every four or five weeks. It's the ultimate in non-linear shopping, which... I, I kind of like because I don't always know if I want something or not. But I went and I went right to the scary Halloween sales page. So, it's you know, Halloween's around the corner. And there are some movies that I, I have two that I saw on the sale page I'm going to recommend. The first is the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956. It's available from Olive Films, which is a cool studio. It's black and white. It's a good old scary movie. It's only $10. And then a few weeks ago, we actually played a game called Pick That Flick, and we used a clue from this movie, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> and one of our listeners who actually won uh, a, a video from that got it right, and he said another classic line from that movie was, she's standing under a movie sign and something falls on her head. And this guy that's up on a ladder said, oh, Elvira, how's your head? And she goes, I don't know. I've got, never gotten any complaints. <laughs> So the movie is filled with those little one-liners. And again, at, here it is, $5.99. Get yourself Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. It's it's a funny, fun little film. That, re- that reminds me of the d- during the debate uh, last week with, with uh, Vice President Pence. Someone immediately writes, that can't be the first time his head's been under a fly. But, um, <laughs> but anyway... So, hey, head over to focusgroupradio.com and click on the Critics' Choice logo. They've been with us since the start here on TFG Unbuttoned. It's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, as John mentioned, particularly for the Halloween time coming up. Since we're all sort of in lockdown, you can order some great movies or a disc to entertain your friends and, and close family with. Be sure to join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. East for our show, The Focus Group, with Tim Bennett and John Ash. You can find all of our audio and video programming housed at focusgroupradio.com. We hope everybody has a great week, and remember to wear your mask. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash, available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.